Chicanos, welcome back to Chicano Chigon, a Mingo Mustache original and sponsored by Hacina Las Glorias. I'm joined by my awesome brother over here, a new co-host, Francisco Barrios. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, uh, anytime, anytime. It's quite the experience getting to be on this podcast that I'm always hearing about. I was hearing about you guys doing. And, and you've had, we've had plenty of uh, clips about them. I don't know if our viewers remember, but we talked about you a couple times. Um, I forgot what the clip it was, but yeah, you've been on here before, just not wow. in person. So using my name without my permission. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's awesome to have you. Um, you know, a nice new co-host. You know, we're still missing our homie out there, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And by oh, the hey. homie that we're missing, I, I meant the the nice warm sun. Okay, okay. so I'm back and <laughs> I'm better than ever. I'm alive. You alive just, and well. Yeah, you guys were just gonna gloss over the. Yeah, you know, we got a new co-host and just keep it moving. Just not just gonna keep going. Yeah, not why not? Going. Well, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, right? I. That's the business, baby. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know I'm alive. I'm well. I did not win the bear fight, but here I am. There was no bear fight. I had a kidney infection. I'd win a bear fight. Would you? Yeah, I think I would. I feel like uh, the only people who say they would win bear fights are the people who go and fight bears and lose. Mm, well, clearly. You've clearly never been in Russia before. You've clearly never fought a bear before. Neither of you. We live in Iowa. Well, see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's Low what key, I thought. I wish I did fight a bear, maybe a smaller bear. Um, like a black bear, you could do that. No, that's the worst. That's like no, that's the easiest one. No, the brown one's easier. What are you talking about? They say the survival rate for black bears is like... No, grizzly bears are the worst ones. And oh. grizzly bears are referred to as brown bears. Well, I don't know my yeah, How bears. do you feel being wrong? <laughs> I haven't guess it's... I don't know. I'm still pissed off that I was dead for like two minutes before anybody brought me in. Well, you're back though. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, for anybody who was actually concerned, I had an upper kidney infection. Some of the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And I was in the hospital for four days. But now I'm alive. I'm, you know, I'm back. Um, just better than ever. Yeah. I had E. coli in my blood. So as soon as I found the person or animal that got poop in my blood, it's game over. I'm pissed about that. Stupid. Yo, my sister got poop blood. That's crazy. Yeah, I told, I told people that too. Like, I got poop blood. And it was funny at first, but they, they just kept me in the hospital and I really wanted to go home. And they told me, they're like, you have E. coli. And you're you were there for like a week, no? I was there for a minute, yeah. And I like, they kept telling me like, oh, you'll probably go home tomorrow. I'm like, yay, go home tomorrow. And then like the day would just go on and I'm still there. And I'm like, so I'm not going home? And they just told me that like, your body's not taking the antibiotics. It's not gonna take it orally. So if you leave here and your body doesn't take it, you could become septic and die within 12 hours. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just stay. That's fine. I think they just enjoyed your company, to be honest. No. They just liked having you around. You just brought us Yeah, that Marie. Yeah, we just, we can't let her leave yet. We just, we love her too much. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. That was crazy. They don't let me have overnight uh, visitors either. That was bogus. Not like you would have any. Um, my boyfriend who brought me there. I don't know. <laughs> Screw you. Anyways, let's get into it. Cause <laughs> these guys are mean. Let's uh, get into our most important segment. The word of the segment. day? The word of the day. The word of the day is soldado. Can you say soldado? Soldado. 
Good job. And now our guest. Can you say soldado? I don't know if I want to attempt that. Say it. Soldado. Soldado. Hey, there you go. You learned it better. Soldado. Can you guess what soldado means? It means soldier because he's going to be a soldier. We prefer the title Marine. Hmm, okay. That's your American. <laughs> for for the rest American. of us, all right, the the normal folks at home, they're all soldiers. They're all the same. They're all the same. Yeah. They're all winners in our hearts. They all fight wars. So our, our dear baby brother, Francisco here, uh, who just turned 18, is going to be going off to boot camp next week. We're all very Fun. we're all very sad about it. Cheer cheer for Francisco. And he graduated high school. Good for yeah. you. It's actually like the end of this week. It's Sunday. Oh. Yeah. Well, I always count that as like Yeah. The next. I mean that's fair, yeah. I don't know. It's mixed up. Well, we're happy to have you on the show. You know, we wanted to do a little before and after, you know, we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get you in here before you go to boot camp and then we'll hopefully get you when you come back and we'll we'll let you know we'll see what the differences are. We want to hear about your experience. Yeah, we want to hear about your experience and your thoughts. Are you nervous? Oh, hell yeah, I'm nervous. I mean... Why? Does it sound like fun? Um, I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. It's definitely, like, something I wanted to do for a long time. Like, earning the title, like, United States Marine, like, that's that's super cool. And it's not something everyone gets to do. No, it's true. A lot of people even try to join the Marines and they... They don't qualify. Yeah, or we they just there. give up. So there's this first part called MEPS that you go to, medical processing. And we get there. There's like 20 plus people with us. All right. That's is that where you get the peanut butter shop? Uh, no, 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 no. I get that on Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's Ooh, gonna wait. That. Is that the one? The shot in your butt? Yeah, that's the fun. And it's one. as thick as peanut butter. It's like yeah. What? Cons- it's like feels like peanut butter just going in your body. It's like the consistency. It's uh, horrible. It's the super super soldier serum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. But yeah, that's like later in the process. I'm not even there yet. Thank God. Jesus. But, no, um, we get to MEPS, right? It's So there's a bunch of people. This is where everyone goes to qualify for the military in general. So whether you're going Air Force, Navy, just just in general, like Army, Marines, like we all go to there. I mm-hmm. mean, Space Force too, but they're a branch. The Air Force, they don't, we don't really count them, but that's <laughs> So okay. everyone who's going like there beef. to get medically qualified goes to MEPS, which MEPS is this big place where it's in Des Moines, you hop on a bus from the recruiting station. You go to Des Moines. Once you get to Des Moines, you go through like this whole medical examination. You get shots, blood taken, everything like that. And it's super annoying. It sounds really boring. It's horrible, trust me. Because then after, when you think you're done, you sit there in a chair for six hours in this cafeteria where they get these warm Subway sandwiches from Subway across the street. But no, they make sure like they're not, they're not going to be like fresh. They're like... Cold. They've, been, they've like, been sitting there for a yeah, minute. Yeah, they've been sitting there for a minute. Like they brought them in and then they're like, leave them out there for like an hour. <laughs> they're trying so, to get you used to that military food. Yeah, they really want us to just like hate everyone, but yeah. that's all right. <laughs> food is food, I guess. Get so angry. After that, you're waiting there for like another five hours to leave. And then once you do leave, oh, you also can't have your phone in military um, installations. So if you're in a military installation and you pull your phone out, that's a big no no. Oh. So yeah, you got to put in this big like locker room i guess that makes sense yeah so you're sitting yeah. there for six hours watching all three spider-man movies um uh, play on sounds like a good time to me i don't know about you <laughs> <laughs> figured you would say that this Shit, year. you know spider-man when you were a kid he still is spider-man still am man. yeah that's true <laughs> yeah what do you mean so uh that's so how many people are in the room with you Usually oh yeah the- yeah yeah so 
I went there with 20 people and everyone throughout the process, I keep seeing less and less people. I'm like, yo, where are these people going? They were getting medically disqualified. Oh, really? Oh, so, so you get disqualified by like having flat feet or like like mental things? Or so flat it... feet would be one that they would disqualify you probably for like years and years ago. But now it's like not something they care about. And they also oh, don't okay. check. You can literally lie about half the crap there. Oh, yeah, because you both, you both got flat feet. Yeah, no comment. I'm like lying about stuff in the military. That's that's all right. That's, oh. that's a no-no or Sorry, something. Was I not supposed yeah. to say that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just the only reason I know about that this. is like if I were to get drafted, I'm like I got flat feet. I'm like, okay, these are the things I can pull out to be you like not. Nah. Anymore. Well, just tell but, them you're crazy. Yeah. Well, it's still like allow flat feet, foot, uh, flat-footed people to join. But we get there with 20 people. One by one, they start disappearing, and I'm like, where's everyone going? Like, yeah, it's a big thing. Why are all these people not here? Gets to the end. There's like me and two other guys. And we swore in, which is taking the oath. I like swear to like protect and uphold the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. This mm -hmm. big long thing that makes you reevaluate your life decisions of enlisting into the United <laughs> States military. And you're like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> Maybe mom was right. Maybe I should have gone to college. You know, one of those I big things. The honesty. <laughs> no, but um. It's super exciting. Don't let that change your expectations from the military. Well, like, how are you uh, supposed to pay for the college, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Military will pay for that. <laughs> so yeah. as exciting as that does sound, I wanted to ask you what you're looking forward to when you're not looking forward to about boot camp. But I feel like there's no positives about boot camp. Oh, no, no, no. There's definitely positives. I mean, for an example, the people that you get to meet in that environment. So... Uh, there's this thing called the Battle Buddy Program, which is like squatting up with a group of guys. And they're like, hey, go to war with your buddies oh, yeah. to make it fun. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So so you like... Enlist with friends. And yeah. This it's, this is, it's, it's like Fortnite. I was it's, just gonna that's say a great way to put it. Like Fortnite experience. Friends squad online. <laughs> yeah. So I got a full squad. Did you, did you, uh, did you buy the battle pass? <laughs> Not yet, you know? <laughs> Not yet. We're still waiting for the season to drop. So That's crazy. Well, you know what? Since, okay, fun fact, I think, what, 17% of the U.S. military is, consists of Latinos, but the branch with the most Latinos is the Marines. So do you feel like you'll finally learn some Spanish when you join the Marines? Um, you'll be around enough Mexicans, they'll teach you? So I thought about that question a long time because a lot of people have asked me that too, dad yeah. being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's in SoCal, which for people that don't know, Southern California, which is San Diego, there's a great deal of that being a Mexican environment, which is people, because it's closer to the border of Mexico. So people either go to a few of the states that are close, New Mexico, uh, Texas, California, Arizona, all the like places that are pretty much on the border that share some connection. Yeah. Now with that, there's a lot of people there that speak, Spanish and with San Diego being home to one of the biggest military installations, MCRD, Marine Corps Recruit Depot, um, there's a great deal of Hispanics that are also in the Marines. So, dude, they're not gonna, they're not gonna leave you. your name is Francisco. Yeah, I they're know. not gonna leave you alone. I'm gonna have a big deal with that. You can't pretend that you're not Mexican. It's they're, they're gonna ask you if you're from San Francisco. Or so, something. my sergeant is actually uh, Sergeant Morales. Yeah, there you go. So oh, there we go. Yeah, he's already picking up. <laughs> so sergeant Morales. Um, don't get me wrong. Me and this guy, we click like that because we're good. And Hispanic, I guess, he just yeah. all of a sudden assumed I was going to be. My people. Boys. Yeah, when he messaged me, I think he assumed I was going to be like super Hispanic. And coming into the office, he was like, 
what is this? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, I'm waiting for a Francisco. Is he behind you? <laughs> what is this? No, but um, we're we're good like that. Like he's he speaks Spanish, mm. and majority of his platoon. So platoons are like usually a squad of forty to ninety people. That's pretty big estimate, but that's usually how many people there are. There's mm. units, squads, all sorts of words to describe it. All those things pretty much are used in the military. Um, platoon's a great deal of how many people. And then, of course, there's like battalions and companies, and those just get bigger and bigger. You just multiply. Like, it gets up into the thousands. But his majority of his platoon was Hispanic. Mm. So going through boot camp. They're all just speaking Spanish? They're all speaking Spanish, and they're communicating. The drill sergeants don't know what they're saying. So going through, they're getting mad at them, and he'd say something in Spanish. And, well, drill sergeant snaps at him. And he's just like, Morales, what are you saying right now? Does this recruit not want to speak in a language we can all understand? And <laughs> it's, it's like a whole big deal. He's telling me about it. It's like the rest of the platoon understands yeah. me. What are you talking about? He's like, if the platoon doesn't all speak Spanish, what gives you the right to be different from the platoon? And then, yeah, it's this big, great deal. So pretty much anything you do. You don't have any rights when you enlist into the boot camp. Oh, and don't they also want you to kind of get rid of like, uh, what's the word? Individual yeah. traits. Yeah. So yeah. you're no longer individual. You assimilate. You're you're moving as a group. Yeah. So you're a group in that situation. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to how you move, you move as a team. So I'm going in as a squad leader. So that means I'm probably going to get flamed my first week by mm-hmm. literally every DI. DI is a drill instructor. So I'm going to get flamed by every DI to see if I can even uphold my role of being a squad leader, which I'm probably going to lose it that first week. And then I'm going to get it back because they're going to be like, everyone else sucked. (laughs) We need someone to go through. So squad leaders are like the big guys that lead everything and they have a lot more pressure. We did this core evaluation drill to see if guys would make it as squad leaders. And I was pretty confident with mine and I think I got it. Uh, So how many squad leaders are in a platoon? So in a platoon, so um, there's smaller within a platoon. I'm trying to think of the word. Like there's smaller groups. Like each group, like Bay, has around, like mine's going to have 40 guys. Usually they have like, that's just because we're going in the winter when almost no one's going for boot camp. So oh, okay. I'm going to have a smaller one. So that means I'm going to get real familiar with the DIs. <laughs> They're going to know us probably by name. Hopefully not. Oh, Francisco is kind of unforgettable. Yeah, I don't think they're going to forget me. And if they do, that would be phenomenal. But (laughs) (laughs) no, they're definitely not going to forget us. Um, Getting just like going through, there is a good majority of guys that look up to you as a squad leader. So you have a big role. Like already at the office, I have guys that look at me and they're like, wow, you're really physically fit. How do you how do you run so much? I'm like I just just run, man. It's not real. I I don't research. Move my legs. Obviously, that's not the response I give. I'm him. I tell them like That's all you have to say. Yeah, like I, say you're built different and you won't get beat up. Hopefully, no. I I, I do have the ego every now and then. You guys know that. Oh, yeah. we're full. Yeah, we're I got the ego, but I don't tell them that. I'm like I give them the honest approach. I'm like you keep working towards it, and you can get there. It's just keep putting in the work, and you know by the time when I come back yeah. from boot camp, you better be someone different. Like you better be an expectation to like everyone else, like following, leading the group. So trying to be a leader is the big one. Yeah, ego is kind of something you have to lose for that, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to have an ego. Yeah. Good. You know what? Good on you. No, Self-reflection. Back. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think Can't I'm losing wait. that. I don't think you're supposed to lose your ego. You're supposed to work with it. Yeah. So yeah. I, ho- I hope you can 
I'll just throw you can it do away. that. I'll throw it away temporarily, and then when I come back, I'll just. I had, a, I had a question. I had a question for you. Let's hear it. So when it comes to um, <clears throat> facing, uh, let's say, quote unquote, because uh, I like mean, one of my things with with military is misuse of military. I mean, of course, I I can appreciate anybody that wants to go into the service and do that because that's very admirable, very noble. Mm-hmm. But there's obviously there's cases where that's been taken advantage of. Uh, yeah. What is, what is your stance on that? So no, I. There's 100%. So that's, there will never be perfection, 100%. And whether it's just the core or like any other, like police are a good example. Like there won't be 100% perfection, but mm. they try to do everything they do, can to perfect that, whether that's changing how they train them, how they do that. But majority of that just comes from those guys being in combat. That's a first ever time situation. Like I'm, I'm a combat MOS, so that means once I do, like, if, like, right now with current events happening in Yemen, mm-hmm. uh, little TikTok that we reposted over there. Yeah, about Black Ops 2. Yeah, and yeah it looks real in that familiar. Game. But um, with all that happening, that kind of leads to, like, another situation where it could be a conflict, and how would soldiers respond to that? Marines mm-hmm. and, na- well, sailors aren't really doing much in that situation. They're on a boat, but... <laughs> Marines or (laughs) army, they're on ground conflict. So when it comes to like conflict with civilians Mm -hmm. and threats, how do they determine kind of what is a threat and what isn't? I mean, there is, there's a lot of morals it comes down to. Other countries don't really police themselves as much as the United States does Mm -hmm. and as well as the United Nations. Um, The UK does as well because they try to be like the United States a little bit. They're not 100% followers like, oh. United States is dad. Let's try to be like dad. No, that's not how it is. <laughs> but um, they do try to follow in the U.S.'s footsteps or some things. But as they yeah. are ally, the U.S. does the same to them. So it's just like you can't really catch every bad apple. No, yeah. yeah. But I as mean, they pop up, you got to Yeah, I mean, yeah. the U.S. definitely does. So there's a situation where uh, Marine Raiders are Marine Special Forces. They sent a squad of eight Marine Raiders down to a civilian situation where they were taking fire and the Marines fired back. But since only the Marine Raiders were there and another officer, it was only their word against the other countries. So when they got back to the base and they told them what happened, the the officers in charge were like, hey, that's not what happened. The civilians told us that you guys were shooting at them. And they're like, well, that's not true because Mm. we got shot at. And the rule is uh, in combat, you cannot engage until you are engaged. Oh, so there's never like... Yeah, so no, it's like, no, there's no you don't want to take the first shot in any no, yeah. circumstance if, okay mm. if i'm getting shot at then i can shoot back but oh okay yeah, it's one of those things so like you're not swinging first yeah no that's one of the biggest things and the u.s took all those guys to the court and they punished them um and I, it was later proved that those guys didn't do anything wrong but it was a whole process and the case got dismissed like three years later after most of those guys had been stripped of their rank Things like um, that. They got demoted. They went through a whole process. Oh, wow. They lost their candidacy for special forces. Or they what? They just got completely like removed from the unit itself. Just for the allegation. Yeah. And okay. that's like a good example of like soldiers aren't always the ones making the mistakes. It can always be on higher officers, mm-hmm. situations like that. Like it's not always them that makes a mistake. But when it is them that makes a mistake, they do get punished for it no matter what. Mm. So it's that's a hard thing is the U.S. does punish for their mistakes. A lot of countries, when it comes to war crimes, there's a clip out there of SAS uh, executing a civilian. They eventually got punished for it, but oh, oof, wow. they did a point blank. 
he was like, hey, you want me to drop the guy? And they just said, yeah, go for it. Did they have like body cameras and stuff? Yeah, they had body. He, oh. he was running a GoPro. Yeah, a lot oh, of guys run GoPros. Wow. Okay. War footage. Because SAS is UK, right? Yeah, they're, uh, SAS is UK Special Forces mm-hmm. and Australia Special Forces. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much like, big thing is like, you'll get punished for war crimes if there's footage of it. But when it's against, typically when it's a group of people's word against yours, it kind of falls into like who they truly want to believe. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. not going to go be detectives and look at the evidence. They're going to take hearsay over that. Oh. Damn. I don't know. It was so strict like that. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So that's one of the biggest things. Soldiers aren't scared of uh, like getting shot at. They're scared of coming back and they're getting trouble for it. Get it. Getting uh, the reputation ran in the mud. Yeah. Especially if they like were to kill someone in combat. Well, that kind of feeds into, I think, probably the last question I have to ask you. Um, I know you've been set on this your whole life, just joining, if not the Marines, just some branch of the military. Yes. And I want it. I wonder, actually, I'm surprised I don't know this by now. What inspired you or what, what was there something that when you were a kid that just kind of sparked that interest for you that made you so set on joining? So now that question is something that I've been asked before, too. And I love giving the response to it because a lot of people, they assume like, hey, you've always wanted to be in the military. You've always known what you want to do. And like you've always had a set goal from there. But I've hopped around from wanting to be in so many different branches. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember you were like Air Force yeah, at one so point. And... There's a lot of reasons why I didn't want to go with those branches. So I'll start with a few. Like I always wanted to join the military and that was the biggest thing. But figuring out what branch I wanted to go with, I was like, well, crap, what branch do I actually want to go with? So, of course, I looked into each one. I knew a lot about each one. So I just kind of looked into them like started with the Air Force and I was like, Air Force, I want to be a pilot. That'd be cool. Be a squadron commander fly under with like my own unit and that that'd be pretty sick but you have to be an officer and to be an officer you have to go through four years and get your bachelor's we don't got time for that and i was like yeah i'm not gonna go to college that's crazy (laughs) what an outlandish (laughs) thought (laughs) that's insane yeah no but i wanted to really get out there and just get it done and then be able to like i'm gonna probably go to college later on when it's paid for and do my four years online just Mm -hmm. so i can become an officer right but i'm gonna do that while i'm in the core i'm not gonna do that like sometime differently i'm not gonna do like take a gap and then go to college and then come back mm. but um then afterwards i was like well what if i go to the navy what if i take my what if i join a buds class and then i become a navy seal i was mm-hmm. like those dudes are absolutely amazing they get it done chris kyle like for an example dude american sniper like okay yeah you hear that so name his name sounds familiar. dude's literally a legend he was called the legend <laughs> but, yeah um, i know that name yeah that dude I don't is know like shit about the one of the perfect <laughs> examples of a navy seal like he got he wanted to put his training to the test and he did it and he didn't enjoy what he was doing but he enjoyed saving lives knowing that he was out there protecting marines mm. that mm. were doing a job that they didn't have amazing training for like he did but i was like okay maybe i'll do that but then i was i didn't want to go through that whole process that when you enlist you can't choose that as your primary job we call jobs moss so like it's occupy occupation like some security all, a bunch of other words okay so many <laughs> short-term words in the military you, you've you've already like nailed a bunch of them already i don't blame you <laughs> <laughs> so there's mos's which are jobs and you military can't... occupational specialty yes thank you Alex. military occupational whatever that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's one of the biggest things is Choosing your MOS and a lot of branches have different MOSs. Like my MOS is 0311 to start with, which mm-hmm. 0300, which falls under I could be a 
um, it's going to be an infantry title, but yeah. then I'm going to go to recon school for being a recon scout sniper in the Marine Corps. So Marines are known for having their best snipers. Lee Harvey Oswald, for an example. <laughs> Horrible example, <laughs> but <laughs> you get the idea. Marines have some of the best snipers. I mean, it's it's a horrible you example. You learn something new every day. Were you waiting to use that? <laughs> no, actually, that was... Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even have that planned. A lot of people ask me, like, Marine snipers, and that's a good example that I use. But I, didn't um, know that. I actually wanted to go Army, too, at one point. And I was like, well, 75th Ranger Regiment, they, um, they're they just, they're cool. I love yeah. them. They're, they're getting the job done. And, I mean, they're not anything crazy, but it's Rangers. Rangers lead the way. That's, like, the big thing that they're known for. Mm-hmm. they're really cool it's like there's nothing else I can say about it the most I know about the army is um, there's jokes about be- guys that are in the army that eat crayons or something that's marines yeah so marines oh get that's a lot marines of cra- yeah, okay, crayon eaters because they call them jarheads crayon eaters every <laughs> name you can think of yeah marines get bullied a lot but when the time comes you're gonna want marines so so what made you want to stick with marines like so the thing that made me want to stick with marines is every other job talks about theirs like it's a job yeah. They don't. So I go to Air Force office. I meet with this amazing guy, Sergeant Lucker. He's an amazing, respectful dude. And I get the opportunity to talk to him. And he's telling me about the pay bonuses. And all these guys wanted me to go. I even met with the Navy one. They all wanted me to go some special forces route. And he was like, you should go special warfare. You're physically fit, more physically fit than any guy that's ever came in here. You're mentally ready for it. That's what Frisco says he said. Yeah, that's actually what he <laughs> said. Ego I, speaking. <laughs> no, no my MEP scores were amazing. But he wanted me to go in and he went through this whole thing. And he was like, go special warfare. And I, he's like, it's an amazing pay bonus. You'll make a lot of money. And they just kept all saying one thing, money, money, money. And I got tired of it. I was like, that's not why I'm enlisting. Like... I'm not enlisting for the money. Like money is like the last thing I'm doing. I'm doing it for the title and the long the process. experience. Yeah, like this isn't something I ever get to do again. So I'm gonna make sure I choose the right one. Because you could easily find an easier job and make more money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if I really wanted to, I could what go to college, earn my degree, and then go pick up a nice job that makes me a lot of money. But they were all getting the idea that I wanted money. So I go and talk to the Navy office. He was like, become a Navy SEAL. I'm like, wow, that's a, there's a lot of culture behind that. But as well as the Navy, he's like, you'll make more money and you'll get treated better. And he's like, much more benefits and all that stuff. And I'm like, sounds nice, but doesn't. And I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked into the Marine office. And this is the greatest atmosphere I've ever came across ever. Bunch of guys with egos. Yeah, this is already a good start for me. <laughs> I get the opportunity to message Sergeant Morales. And he's like, every Marine starts with, a message or a phone call with, and they're like, rah, rah, ooh, rah. Like, kind of like, they're really, like, cultural. Marines are super strict oh. on their culture. Mm-hmm. And they answer, they're like, rah, kill, kill. What's up, Staff Sergeant? And that's, like, that's a message I got from my Staff Sergeant. He was like, kill, Semper Fi, Marines. How are we doing today? You guys ready to get ready for your recruiting training up next week? And I was like, oh, holy crap. Like, it's a lot of culture behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And none of the other branches are really that cultural compared to everyone else. That's interesting. I didn't. It's a whole other language. Yeah, going yeah on. that's yeah. really interesting. Like you'll hear Latin and stuff like that. Like for an example, semper fidelis, which means always faithful, and always faithful to their values, the core, their country. Like that's just an example they use it. So like Marines will say it to each other, whether it's just in any situation you see another Marine, it's like, hey, semper fi, semper fi, brother. And they're saying the same thing back. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those like culture things that they have a way to communicate with each other. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like they're speaking another language that no one can else can understand. And the only way to understand it is to become a United States Marine. Yeah. And that's like one of the greatest ways that I can put it. But I walked into this office 
And they're immediately like, so you're tired being a bitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you got that right, yeah. And he's like, he's like, hop up on that polar bar. Let's see how many you can do. And I get to 20 and he's like, that's it? And keep in mind, 20 is like a lot of pull-ups. Like I, not very many people. Like I can only do like three. Most of the guys struggle to do like three or four. And he's like, that's it? So I expect you to do more. He's like, weak, do better. And yeah, I'm just getting like, I'm like, holy crap. I love this brand. <laughs> I'm like, they're honest. That's but, all Francisco needed. Somebody just to match yeah, that's, attitude. They matched my energy and I loved it. Going on PTs, doing these runs, we're always, they're always yelling. Um, we do cadence runs where we're yelling super loud and it's like singing songs. Mm -hmm. And that's where you hear like all of us singing in sync. And those songs are super inspirational when you're running. It's just such a vibe to be with the boys no matter what environment you're in. I will say it's it's pretty cool that, you know, despite knowing you're going to be going through hell and that's not going to be fun, um, just that, not just the culture, but, you know, the the title and all that stuff and um, the, the code that you carry with that, that's what is really pushing you to stick with the Marines, and that's pretty cool. Well, and also the amount of people that are like, I know that when you brought it up first, people were like, he's going to do what? Why is he going to do that? Tell your brother yeah. to not join the Marines. Yeah, tell him to get out of there. But it's like, even through all that, he's like still like, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. And that makes me, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. My brother is able to look past all these people, giving him all these judgments. And he's still like, I'm doing my own thing. Like that's A lot of people look at cool. it as like, hey, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be sleeping in the rain, sleeping in the mud. You're going to probably be making poor pay. You're not going to be eating properly. You're going to be getting a horrible, like, your life's going to be horrible for five years. Why do you want to do it? And it's like the biggest question is like, well, because no one else is doing it. No one else wants to do it. It's a challenge. Why wouldn't I want to do it? It's the biggest challenge you can challenge yourself with legally. Biggest <laughs> challenge <laughs> you can legally challenge yourself with and put yourself through an environment where it's like, hey, this is going to be hell and I'm going to accept that. I'm going to do something that no one else is doing because they're all enjoying the comfort of their home, going to work, and they get to go home every day knowing that they don't, they're not going to be sleeping in the rain. They're not going to be sleeping in the mud. They're going to be sleeping in a warm bed where I'm going to be considering like, hey, am I going to be sleeping tonight? Am I getting the privilege to eat today? How much time will I have to eat? How much time will I have to sleep? Are we going to Iraq tomorrow? Like that's yeah. a lot of questions like that are going to be what I'm asking myself. And that's kind of like, can I do it? Will I be able to do it? And I mean, I would love to say yes, like right now. Yes, I can do it. But, I mean, that's one of those situations where it's mental once it gets down to it. And, and, and you're not alone that whole way. You have all, like, your, I guess, your, your brothers. Buddies. Yeah, all your buddies. <laughs> Squatting up. You're surprisingly humble about it uh, when you say, like, I can't say yes for sure. It's just more like a matter of we'll find out. I would and, love to say I think that's a yes. good approach. That, I mean, no, but that's a good, it's a smart approach yeah. to go in it with because I'm sure too many people are like, mm, I got this. And like, then I played they, Call of Duty before. Yeah, people want to yeah. say it's easy like the same thing with becoming a navy seal like a lot of people have the idea of becoming a navy seal but in reality some of them aren't going to make it and that's oh, a yeah. sad truth that it maybe it's your dream but some of them aren't going to make it there's going to be there's going to be some guys that don't make it through boot camp with me hoping it's not me because i'm committed i'm making it through yeah. i'm not coming back even if i like break a limb or something so Jesus, well back. i think you have to come back nope no, okay nope they put you in medical for like three <laughs> weeks and then you gotta decide if you want to go home or if you want to keep going well, one thing to wrap up the military conversation I want to leave you with is actually I want your insight on something. I have a video. Oh, no. And um, I actually, if you wouldn't mind pulling it up for me, Alex, I texted it to you. It is 
the the second video that the one that has text on it. Hey, who's going to carry the boats? Oh no, is this David Goggins? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I I just want I want your insight on this. This is you know, maybe this is something you're going to witness soon. You're gonna let me know your thoughts. Uh, I already recognize that. <laughs> I, I love those things. The Mexicans are coming. <laughs> okay, that's, that's not supposed to. I know what's wrong with it. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> Help me. The Mexicans are coming. <laughs> so, while that is an extremely funny clip, both of them. Yeah. They both probably got extremely disciplined. Like, yelled at. It oh, yeah. Probably, I'm probably guaranteeing you on the second one. He probably lost his occupation, <laughs> and is the helicopter probably, one. Yeah, and is probably spending the next couple of leaves that he would be having, um, paying it back by being maintenance or something crazy like that. Oh my god! But with that first one, there's something uh, flatlining a radio. So when your radio is flatlined. You're only giving it serious comms over and out, being like you're coding, and mm -hmm. you're saying that on a public radio. So that means everyone else is on it. You have high-ranking officials on it, probably officers on it. Officers are what you want to be scared of. And more. they're all hearing that guy with the Mexican thing? They're all hearing that. And in a situation <laughs> like that, you hear something like that, you're like, this guy is going to get us in trouble. And there, this is like usually during like uh, simulations of war where it's like, conflicts and they're pretending that they're at uh, war yeah. and they're learning and stuff like that so doing something like that you know he's probably gonna go have to hike what a couple miles to go tell them <laughs> it was just a joke and then hike all the way back to explain why he did it and just just the whole process of getting in trouble <laughs> and that second one i don't even want to imagine he's probably not getting pay it's just food for that yeah <laughs> Francisco's here to break it down for us so now, because of the lovely weather that I want to celebrate, because I'm sure we're all enjoying it here in the Midwest. Lies. It's hell. I'm in pain every day. It was pain getting here. But we're going to make some some good out of it. We're going to make some treats in the snow. You know how they do up in Canada with the maple syrup? And Alex didn't think this was real, but people pour maple syrup in the snow. They get a little stick. They let it freeze, and they, like, wrap it up, and it's like a little popsicle. I want to do that, but I want to do it with chamoy and tahine because I just – that sounds a lot better to me. And if that doesn't work, we'll just get some snow, and we'll pour some Coca-Cola in it because Francisco is a fan of that. Um, <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> so let's – Wait, no, I'm not going to tell you try it. I just <laughs> put the camera on you guys, and you're both just staring at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring at Elvery talking to the TV. It's it's like I'm a teacher and these are my students. I'm in class right now. Not yeah. learning. Taking notes. Well, now you're about to learn because we're about to go outside to make Fuck. some snow treats. So I excited. Frio. I said muy frío. Bonus frio. word, frío means cold. Pinche frío means freaking cold. Oh, why do you not have gloves? No one said gloves. What I have gloves in my coat. I could have grabbed them for you. Well, well, I'm good. You don't have gloves as like an they adult? Gloves, though. All right. I do. Not on me. You're all... Oh, shit. I didn't get a bottle opener. It's fine. It's in my... It's in the... We don't have a cup to put the Coca-Cola in anyways. We don't have a cup to put the Coca-Cola in. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, shit. So the first one, chamoy. Let's go. Do you want to pour the maple syrup? You want to pour the maple syrup? No. <laughs> Pour it? Like, oh, wait, it's a, oh. It looks like blood. It is. Do I just pour it? 
Yeah, pour it <laughs> like you're on a pancake of ice. I'm gonna draw something. Draw something? Don't waste all my syrup. You're fine. Go buy more syrup. Yeah, that's expensive syrup. <laughs> the syrup sucks anyways, unless it's the, what is it, the Aunt Jemima. That's some good I stuff. have circulation problems. This is great. <laughs> all right, and now. Wow. This is phenomenal, dude. No, just hang on. See, look, it's freezing. So, like, what you gotta do? <laughs> it's working. You just gotta, like, ball it up. In it? Pull back. Shit. My hands are gone. I think. I'll eat okay. the first one. I'm so, good. so, you know what does change things? Um, if you boil it and then pour it in first, but I didn't think the boiling was that serious. <laughs> What about I knew this? there was another step. Give me a spoon. Alright, boys. Yeah, I'm, no, going, I'm going in for a first right bite. Like, Yo, you're crazy. First bite? Obviously, very sugary. That's pretty good. Oh, is it good? <laughs> That's pretty good. Hang on. You want me to try that one too? What are you putting on there? Seasoning the stuff. Tahin on chamoy. Baby, round two. Wow, dude, that's just straight up. No, you gotta get some snow in there. So, this is literally just eating snow. <laughs> we could have made snow ice cream. Oh my god, <laughs> a lot of guys that get deployments in the army do that. Here, let Alex get a shot of this. It's, not it's like a crime scene. Someone's gonna walk past this and be scared. You want to bite, Francisco? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, I don't want that one. Hands, my mm -mm. That was not a vibe. But Can we hurry this up? I'm freezing. Same. Stop eating the snow. <laughs> okay. Let's go back in the lobby. Sorry, I would have offered you some, but it was a little cold out there. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. This has been another episode of Chicano Chigon, presented by Hasta Las Glorias. I'm making my original. And I'm your host, Nell Marie. I'm your Artura, host, Arturo. And our temporary host for the day, Francisco. What's up? It's been real. Make sure to, you know, check in with us every Wednesday. New episodes every week. Last Saturday of every month, we got a live show. Hasta Las Glorias, First Avenue. So called at um, 3 p.m. And but most importantly, you know, you can check the bio, look at all that information in my list. And remember, all right, give Francisco good luck. Give him a kiss. Give him a kiss <laughs> and stay chingon, amigos. Stay chingon, chicanos. I'll clink to that. <laughs> you ever shiver so hard that your back hurts? Yes. Mango Mustache Media.